Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. So let's talk a little bit about the downsides of this particular technique. And really there isn't other than how much like how much pain and effort and brain damage do you want to go through like setting up like a little bit better aftermarket loan, if you want to call it. And this is why I ask people, it's depending how big your policy is. I think average investors, a lot of investors are putting in maybe a hundred bucks a year for several, six years. So let's just say they have maybe $200,000, maybe even half a million, but let's just say 200,000 because that makes the math really easy. Say they're getting like a 2% delta in that better rate, like 2% of 2,000 is, what is that? Four or yeah, $4,000 a year. Is that worth it? I don't know. Some people will say that $4,000 is what they spent going out with some friends. Some people will say that one-tenth that I can't do to buy a rental property. Probably if you're yeah. getting that big of a policy, you're probably not buying little rental properties at that point. But that's one-tenth that you're going into the next, that's one month that you're going into the next deal. May or may not be that useful to you, but there is a little bit, maybe talk a little bit about like, all right, so what do I do, Chris? I got to go find the bank. I got to talk to the person. And then let me talk a little bit about how much pain is pain is this? How much time does this take to set it? If you're trying to do it on your own, it's going to be pain in the butt. It's going to be horrible. That's why I just tell my clients, listen, just come to us, ask us, like, where's the best place to go? You go to one bank, you know exactly where you're going to get the best rate and just make it easy because we always have those relationships too. And we don't get paid from those relationships. That's a good connection. That's a value add for our clients. You bring up a good point. Let's 4,000 bucks worth it on a couple hundred grand. It's when you look at a value add deal, when you're looking to buy an investment property, you're looking at it. If you just look at it from year one, you're going to say cash flow is okay. But obviously you never do that as an investor. You're looking at, Hey, how can we do if you start doing value add stuff and start up the brand on different doors and whatnot, and they increase the value and the profits, then it starts to build up to be more money. That's true at the life insurance too, because it's not just that 2% simple. It's actually a 2% compounding rate that adds to it. So I'll give you a real life example. I was showing some of the difference between putting in like quarter million dollar down payment on a small apartment, right? For a million dollar apartment, quarter million dollars down versus using their savings account versus using their life insurance. Now, if you use your savings account and you earn 0.1%, which is pretty decent right now, you're in 0.1% and then you pay taxes on that 0.1%. The crazy thing is after 10 years, right? 10 years of that, that with that 250,000, you end up actually not even 10, it was nine years, nine years you only end up profiting about 1200 That's the, all the interest you made, taking all that cash flow from that property and putting it back in to build up your savings account that you liquidated. Because most people just, they take that quarter million dollars, they use that as a down payment, and they just take the cash flow to build up their savings slowly over time. And I use the example that you're only cash flowing 2500 a month. That same thing, if you were to do that with the life insurance, where instead of paying back into a savings account, you just pay it back towards that line of credit that now you're paying down that loan that's at 3%, while you're earning five plus percent, here's the difference. Savings account earned about 1200 interest. The life insurance in nine years earned 145 grand of it. So it was about a hundred times better, even though, yeah, it's like 0.1 versus 2%. And it seemed like it's only 20%, but that compounding effect over those years is huge. And so it's a no brainer when you think about it. If I'm going to make 1200 bucks, I might as well make 145 grand. Is that worth one time getting something set up, making it easy? And again, if you have team support, like with our team, it makes it easier because you're not in it by yourself. You're able to have that. Support. Yeah. And it is this whole financial journey is like, it's a game of inches. These are the little mm -hmm. things that kind of get you down the football field to where you want to be. Unless your net worth is over 
few million dollars, you take it easy and not optimize. But I bring this up because a lot of people in our family office, on our inner circle, like they're a bunch of like over optimizers. They just like propeller hats in a good way. Okay. And I mean, on the one hand, like the dude with his little teeny tiny, like ten twenty thousand dollar policy, like really how much money does this equate? But then again, that's the person that needs to be doing this type of nonsense per se. This is the person yeah. that needs every single little inch because they need to get down the football field at that point. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.